0: And good evening, everyone, and welcome in to the UFC Fight Cards Podcast. Welcome in on a Saturday night. We're trying something new tonight with an instant reaction to UFC Fight Night in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I'm Russ Renault, and thanks for joining us again here on the show. Took a week off last week with no UFC event going on, so we're happy to be back here this week doing our thing, talking about tonight's fights, talking about what's coming up on the UFC schedule, and also looking at some cards, so... We'll see right here, uh, got a Habib Nurmagomed, Nurmagomedov uh, collection that we'll be going through tonight and that'll be a lot that, that we put together over the last couple of years and got an autograph in there and a couple of other numbered cards so hope you take a look at it and like we say every week on the show, everything on the show is available for purchase so we'll give you details about how to do that in just a second. So I'm Russ Renault, and we've been doing the UFC Fight Cards podcast. This is episode number 40. So we have been you know, going strong for about 10 months now and we're happy that you're along here with us. And So the two things we do on this show is we talk about the most recent UFC card which will, just happened and we've got instant reaction for that and then we Uh, We opened a bunch of cards earlier this year, and now we're going through those, uh, going through some of the cards we have left over for sale. So you can reach me a few ways. You can go on our website, orange-fire.com. You can email me directly, Russ, at orange-fire.com. You can find me on social media. Go on X, at Russ at OrangeFireMedia, on Facebook, you can find my personal page, or you can go to the Orange Fire Media page, and also uh, probably the biggest one is we have an eBay store called Orange Fire Lots of Lots, and so we put all of our cards for sale on there. And you can look at those and go through those. We've got about 35-40 um, right now listed on eBay, so you can see what's there, and we'll go through some things that are on there and some things that are are not. So the Habib uh, lot is not on there. And so it's kind of been good to go through those collections the last couple of weeks. We did Tom Aspinall three weeks ago. We did Michael Chandler two weeks ago. Uh, The Chandler lot is on there. Aspinall's not, but it probably will be this week since he's got a fight coming up. Uh, So some of these things that we're going to be putting on there will be up there pretty soon. So there's some of the things that we're excited about here in the coming weeks that we'll be putting some new stuff out on eBay for you to look at. So let's get right to it. Let's get to UFC Fight Night from Sao Paulo, Brazil. And we will talk about the main event that just happened. Uh, Just ended. And we had number 9, Jailton Almeida's heavyweight fight. Heavyweight main event against number 10, Derek Lewis and Jailton Almeida. With a dominant unanimous decision. And just spoiler alert. I already gave away that one. But spoiler alert. We are going to give away the results of all these fights. So uh, if you don't want to know, tune out right now. Um, Anyway, uh, Almeida just controlled on the ground the entire fight. Um, I I believe he ended up with a record for ground control in a heavyweight fight. Uh, It was 19 minutes by Curtis Blades. I'm sure Almeida ended up getting that record. So just kind of held down Derek Lewis the the entire fight. Didn't land anything um, significant. Had a few submission attempts that were a little close in the first round. Not too many after that, um, but just kind of controlled Derek Lewis on the ground. Got able to get him down. That's the impressive thing, able to get him down and keep him down for so long. Um, there's a flash in the third round that, that Derek Lewis had a chance, jumped up, landed a few shots, but nothing that, that landed flush. So um, that was kind of the, the, the only point that Derek Lewis looked like he might have a chance. Uh, got up in the fifth round, jumped up, but immediately put back down. But you know with, with Derek Lewis standing up, he's always got a chance. So that's what made it exciting. Uh, not the not the most exciting fight, but just that chance that Derek Lewis, Lewis could land something and pull something out of the hat. what w- was you know interesting enough to, to keep us entertained for the full five rounds. That was probably the most surprising thing is that this fight went five rounds. that, that Almeida couldn't finish Lewis in the first or the second, and that Derek Lewis was able to last until the fifth round so you know I think a lot of those two guys showed a lot a lot of heart tonight uh, and you know it, it, it was the main event not not the not the way that we expected it to end but but I think that we expected Almeida to come out with a victory and that little chance that Derek Lewis could have to, to you know show that lightning in a bottle and and try to land that shot and just couldn't um, but we didn't expect it to go the distance and it did. So, that, that, I mean, that's about enough about that fight, and we'll see what, what we have going forward. Almeida Khan out Serial Cyril gone. Um, that would be intriguing at this point. That would be a good fight to see. Um, you don't know if they, you know, Curtis Blades is supposed to be in this main event, so you don't know if they'll run it back and try to get Blades in there with Almeida. I think that would make more sense at this point. Uh, probably not quite ready for Cyril gone. Uh, I mean, not that he couldn't beat him. I, I just think that you, there's a pecking order, and I think that uh, Blades is probably next, and then then you get Surreal gone after that. But we'll leave that to the UFC to figure that out. So we get to the co-main event, and that was pretty exciting. Uh, that was actually the better fight. Uh, Nicholas Dalby knocking out Gabriel Bonfim um, in a welterweight matchup in the co-main event. So... And Bonfim, I think, won the first round. I don't think there's any question about that. And then Dalby coming back and getting the knockout in the second. So, uh, able to, to come back and get Bonfim up against the cage, land some knees to the head, and just finally delivered uh, the knockout blow and able to finish him off with a ground and pound. So, uh, impressive performance by Nicholas Dalby to... You know, to say the least, and um, might find his way into the rankings this week, just on that recency bias. Uh, but no, it really was a great performance to come back after being down, and to get the win. So uh, hats off to him. So we had another heavyweight matchup on this card. And a rank fighter, Rodrigo Nascimento, rank number fifteen, and he defeats Dontel Mays by unanimous decision, and. You know, I, I think it started off that Nascimento w- was quicker in just getting to his spots faster, and, and Mays kind of from the late first round all the way through the third, I think was just trying to to land a haymaker, uh, really not setting up anything, and just couldn't he just couldn't find that shot. Nascimento wasn't going to walk into that, and so. Not the most exciting heavyweight fight either. Didn't expect either one of those to go the distance, and they both did. Um, but Nascimento getting the job done there, and he'll hold on to that ranking. So, in the main card, also, because we did have a, a fight scratch from the main card right before the fight. Um, so, Chow Baralo and Abbas Magomedov, uh, Baralo getting the win with a unanimous decision. Um, that was a, a good fight there I believe Magomedov won the first round Boralo came back and won the, the next two in my estimation so the the great thing was I watched tonight's fight with the sound off and you know it just gave me a better um, idea of what was kind of just let me watch it without, without hearing the crowd uh, into it especially being in Brazil so but I, I do think Boralo won those last two rounds uh, really took control, uh, so getting the unanimous decision there. Uh, we'll go down the card a little bit more. Elvis Brenner defeating Kanan Kruszewski with a first-round knockout, uh, just straight-up knockout, <laughs> no uh, no TKO needed in that one. Uh, probably the most interesting one to me, though, is one of the rookies in the 2023 trading card products, uh, Renat Fakredinov in the welterweight division, with a majority draw against Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. So Renat winning on one of the scorecards, 29-28, and then the other two scorecards, 28-28. So that's why you get the majority draw. So what happened in this fight is Fekretinov wins the first two rounds, no question about it, but then a late flurry uh, by Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos. He almost finished... Uh, Fakredinov, and I mean with Renat in complete control of the fight lands a kick to the midsection and you know I thought he he was kind of playing possum there and was going to try to do something against Dos Santos try to take him down um, was baiting it into it but no he's really hurt and almost got finished and didn't but it ended up being a 10-8 round so 10-9, 10-9, and then 8-10. So there you go, 28-28 in a a fight that Renat was in complete control of up to that point. So, um, kind of disappointing for some people who uh, thought that he may be the next big thing, and he still may be. Um, You know, it's just one fight. Probably learned a lesson on that one, uh, that stay out of harm's way when you're in complete control with uh, two minutes left in the fight, but um, these things happen and that's why we watch and uh, that's why UFC is is what it is. Um another one Victor Petrino with a knockout of Modestus Bukaskis. that's another one that there was no ground and pound, it was just straight up knockout. Um, really a nice left hand and it and it didn't look like it it caught him clean. Um, as clean. Or maybe that, that was the Brenner fight. Sorry. Um that the Brenner fight didn't look like it caught him flush, but um, just got him in the right spot to knock him out. Um, we go down the, the card, Angela Hill getting another win. She's ranked in the strawweight division, number 15 gets a unanimous decision. Um, Eduardo Mora with a TKO in the second round after missing weight, and that was an interesting one to me. Um, first time I heard that, if you, you know, I'll tell you this story. Uh, Eduardo Mora, she had her period. <laughs> right before weigh-in and she has endometriosis which holds in the blood and she missed weight by three pounds and but she gets the win so probably more information you wanted to know it was more information than I wanted to know (laughs) so anyway she gets the win with a second round knockout so um one more fight on the card um Mark D'Aquise getting a, a split decision win in the first bout of the night So now we'll look ahead to UFC 295 next week at Madison Square Garden in New York. So we had a lot of news break last week, and um, you know a lot of things happen on like Tuesdays, and, and our show's not till Sunday usually. But now we're doing instant reaction, um, so I'm kind of let I let things happen last week so that we could kind of get. To some of these stories, and so we know we we lost the John Jones stipe Miocic fight. You know, due to the John Jones pectoral injury, ripping his pec right off the bone, uh, so John Jones is going to be out a long time. Um, they didn't want to put Stipe in to an interim title matchup. Uh, Dana White said that's disrespectful to him, um, and and it is because Stipe is looking for a legacy fight wants to fight John Jones to to clear up who's the best heavyweight of all time. Um it just would have been a phenomenal fight, but you know the thing is we got we got a better fight out of it to be honest. Um I think we got the two best heavyweights fighting for the title, the interim title uh, in the co-main event. So the main event is for the light heavyweight championship now, um moving up from the co-main to the main event and it's uh Yuri Prochka Former light heavyweight champion against former middleweight champion and the number three ranked light heavyweight contender Alex Pineda. And now, like I said, heavyweight matchup. I think we get the best matchup you could possibly ask for. Um, a lot of people aren't interested because of, you know, you don't know most, uh, I guess a lot of people don't know who they are right now. But like I said, this is number one and number two in the heavyweight division right now. And one of these guys is going to be the interim champion. So they'll be interim champion and number one should be after this match. So you got number two, Sergey Pavlovich against number four, Tom Aspinall. Um, no secret, huge Tom Aspinall fan. Um, just what I've seen, Pavlovich is, you know, he, he's powerful. He can end this fight in one punch. Uh, but he, uh, he just doesn't have the quickness. That Tom Aspinall has and I and I don't think Tom's gonna stand there in front of him it's gonna be very frustrating for Sergey Pavlovich and I think Tom Aspinall wins this fight probably in the second round. Um, I, I don't expect anything to happen in the first. Um, I think Aspinall's gonna kind of feel it out and then uh, take over in the second uh, maybe maybe in the third but uh, you know I definitely don't expect it to go the distance. Uh, somebody's going to finish it. It could be Pavlovich, but but I'm going to lean uh, heavily towards Aspinall in this one just for the athleticism. I think Pavlovich is going to have a problem with that. Um, I mean, this is just a phenomenal card. Um, top 10 women's drawweight matchup, number 6, Jessica Andrade against Mackenzie Dern, number 8. Um, now you got number 14 ranked lightweight, Matt Favola against Benoit Saint-Denis. Yeah. Um, you got a flyweight top 15 matchup, Steve Ursegg and Alessandra Costa. Um, Matt Snell had to drop out of that fight, so Costa takes his spot. Then the women's strongweight matchup, and it's a really good one down on the prelims. Uh, number 10, Tabitha Ricci against number 13, Lupi Godinez. So uh, just a really phenomenal card. Um, just a, looking forward to that next weekend. I didn't even mention uh on the main card because I started talking about the rank fights uh but Diego Lopez and Pat Sabatini in a featherweight matchup. Uh should be pretty good. And and like I've said, all you know, the last few weeks since that fight was announced, I think Diego Lopez is probably the number one rookie for the twenty twenty four products that come out. So uh look forward to him uh being in the products next year. So if you're looking kind of trying to look ahead, that's a name to look at for twenty twenty four. So we've got another fight night on November 18th in Las Vegas at the Apex. Number 10 middleweight, Brendan Allen against number 13, Paul Craig. Um, you know, I, I, I like the way Paul Craig looked last time out, and but I think it's going to be a great fight. But I, I think I'm going to give a slight edge to Paul Craig in this one. Um, Welterweight, Komein, Michael Morales against Jake Matthews. He's a 2023 rookie. He's got a lightweight matchup between Chase Hooper and Jordan Levitt. Um, got a women's straw weight top fifteen matchup between Luana Pinheiro and Amanda Hebas. That's number nine against number eleven. Uh looking down the, the list about rookies from twenty twenty three, you got Jonathan Pierce on there. Um who else? That the only other one that is the only other one on the card from twenty twenty three products. And so we did see this week, we started seeing some fights released from fight night December 2nd in Austin as you know this show takes place from Texas so good to see another event come to Austin we need another one to come to Houston soon but we've got a lightweight main event between number four Benil Dariush and number four or excuse me number eight Armin Saryukian, and lightweight matchup between number nine Dan Hooker and number 12 Bobby Green and Bantamweight matchup between number eight Rob Font and the former flyweight champion, Davison Figueroa, he's ranked number two in the flyweight division, but making his move up to bantamweight, and he'll take on you a know, top-ten guy. So it should be interesting to see Figueroa in his bantamweight debut. Welterweight top-12 matchup, number nine, Sean Brady, number 11, Kelvin Gastelum. So really strong for a fight night card with, with all these ranked fighters on there because you got a light heavyweight, Khalil Roundtree, against Azamat Mirzakanoff. so Roundtree's ranked number 11. Then you got Misha Tate and Julia Avila on there, women's bantamweight matchup. Tate number 12, Avila number 13, and let's see how many rookies we got on here. Tricar Close on there is a rookie, and that's all in the rookie cards. We've also got a fight night on December 9th from Shanghai, China. We do not have a main event yet, but... We're going to speculate that they want the co-main event to be Zhang Wei Li and Yan Shanan for, you know, the women's strawweight title, but um, don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I'm sure they're just waiting for to, for a main event. And so we'll look for something to, to come out um, hopefully soon on that one. Uh, I'd like to see uh, what they can come up with because I don't know that they want Zhang Weili and, and Shan on to be the main event for that. But we'll we'll see what happens. And then, uh, you know, we got UFC 296, December 16th in Las Vegas. And this is the last of the official announcements uh, for the rest of the year. I am going to speculate on what's going to happen at UFC 297 here in a little bit. But UFC 296 is the only thing that's been uh, that far out that's been announced and official. So we got a welterweight. Championship matchup between the champion Leon Edwards and the number two ranked contender Colby Covington. And a flyweight championship matchup between Alessandre Pantoja and number four ranked Brandon Roy Ball. Then we go to the welterweight division and we've got a matchup between Number 6, Shavkat Rachmanov, the top rookie from last year's products. And number 7, Steven Thompson. Also got an intriguing lightweight matchup between Tony Ferguson and Patty Pimblett. And a weltermate matchup between number 10, Vicente Luque, and number 11, Ian Gary. So, I mean, these next two pay-per-views are just no, can't-miss cards. Uh, featherweight matchup, top 10, number 6, Joss Emmett. Number 8, Giga Chikadze. Light heavyweight top 15 matchup, Alonzo Menifield, and Dustin Jacoby. And that's number 14 and number 15. So it tells you how great the light heavyweight division is. Um, those two guys, that should be a great fight. Uh, heavyweight, uh, number 15, Martin Bute against Shamil Giziv. Uh Women's bandweight matchup, Arena Aldana, who just fought for the title against number 9, Carol Hosa. Um, I mean, you're going all the way down the card and still having ranked fighters on it. Uh, Tagir Ulobekhoff against Cody Durden. He's number uh, number 13, and then a women's flyweight matchup between number 14, Casey O'Neal and Ariana Lipsky. Uh, and then that, all the way down the bottom of the card, you got a former Bantamweight champion, Cody Garbrandt, against Brian Kelleher. So really stacked for the end-of-the-year card, UFC 296. So I am going to speculate now Uh, Some things that have been preliminarily announced, but not by the UFC. Just some rumors that have been swirling about there, about UFC 297, January 20th in Toronto. So we believe that the main event is going to be the lightweight championship of the world between Islam Makachev and the number one contender, Charles Oliveira. So we finally get that matchup again after Oliveira had to pull out of the last pay-per-view UFC 295 excuse me 294 um when alexander volkanovsky took his place and so now he'll step in and fight makachev on january 20th we believe um and then a co event is the women's bandweight championship the vacant title now say number two raquel pennington against number three myra bueno silva you know that myra bueno silva uh, suspended for PED use, um, saying it's ADHD medicine. Maybe that's true, and that's why they put her in this title fight. That you know, speculatively at this point. But if she is in that fight, that that the UFC is changing over from USADA to a different testing agency at the beginning of the year. So maybe Miraboyno Silva will be cleared for that fight. I mean, obviously she's going to be cleared or else she won't be in that fight. But the interesting part of this one for me is, where is Juliana Pena? This was a this was a cracked rib. This was not a... It didn't seem like this would be a significant injury. Um, but it kept her out of that fight against Amanda Nunes for the title in May. And we haven't heard from her since. I mean, she was really mad that she did not get to face Amanda Nunes again. But, you know... Why is she not in this fight against Raquel Pennington? I have no idea. Um, but hopefully she'll recover and, and everything gets straightened down and she'll get the winner in this fight. So that is the schedule for you know the rest of the year and then speculatively beyond that. So maybe we'll see some official announcements from the UFC coming up. So now we're going to go to our card segment of the show but first we do the hobby top five you know every week and this is the top five fighters in the hobby the people that people are buying in breaks and collecting so we'll go through that list real quick hasn't changed um, lately so here we go with the UFC fight cards hobby top five so we go with the only female fighter that has been on the Hobby Top 5. She still is top female rookie in this year's products, and that's Erin Blanchfield. Hopefully we'll see her back in action soon. Um, really exciting fighter. I'd like to see her fight again uh, pretty soon. So at number four is Hamza Mayev coming off a really big win over Kamara Usman. Might be next in line for a title shot against Sean Strickland. Number three, as we said before, Top rookie from last year's products, Shavkat Rachmanov. He's got a fight coming up against Steven Thompson. Number two is a top rookie from this year, and he knocked off the number one spot. Had been there a long time, and that's Bo Nickel. So the number one spot, been there ever since winning the Bantamweight title off of Aljamain Sterling, and that is Sugar Sean O'Malley. No question there at this point. So there you look at that list. Sean O'Malley, Bo Nickel, Shavka Rachmanov, Hamzat Shmaev, and Aaron Blanchfield. So that is our hobby top five. Those are the fighters everybody's collecting. So good luck on those prices if that is who you're after. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a look at the hits that we have left from our rips of Select, Prism, Don Russ. Um, got a lot, um, don't have much Select left, got a little bit of Don Russ and a lot of Prism left. So we got a, some autographs from each. And so we're going to go through those and then we'll get to our Habib Nurmagomedov collection. So we've kind of been going through some of the lots that I've put aside and haven't listed yet. And so we're going to go through those so you can see them for the first time. So I'm gonna put Habib to the side here for a second. Then we'll go through the select cards. And I mean, this is a really good lot that's left. And um, Jack Della Maddalena. And, it, and the thing about UFC cards, if you're just getting into it, that you know a lot of the the ups and downs come. What, when people are fighting their cards tend to sell more around their fights and so if they're inactive you will not see as much action on your cards if, you, if you've list, listed them for sale somewhere and it'd be lower, people will offer you lower prices um, if they haven't been in a fight for a while so uh, Jack Della Maddalena Purple Auto that's number 49 also have a Donruss Rady Rookie Auto of Jack Della Maddalena so we've listed those together um, and then we always throw in, you know, we try to throw in extra cards when people buy from us. And so I'll, I'll send off, you know, some of those. So, you know, got some of those to throw in. But that's a really good auto of Jack Dell and one of the top rookies from this year. Well, the only other numbered cards we have some from Select is Alexander Rokic and Sparks. A memorabilia card numbered to 99. You know, and then, like I said, we throw in a, a silver prism and then some extra Rockets cards that we have left over, um, even a prism from last year. This is not numbered, but another memorabilia card, another Sparks, and it's Billy Quarantillo. So you can see that there. Just a regular silver prism. And the last numbered card we have from Select is a rookie card, red, Verna Jandaroba. That's number 175. So that's all the select we have. Alright, now we go to Don Russ. Got a little bit more of that left. Some more autos in here. So we've got Marvin Vittori. With the signature series from Don Russ, but we also have Ma- Marvin Matory from Prism, so we put those together, and then just some other cards thrown in. And this is our best from Don Russ left, and it's Damon Jackson with a blue hollow laser auto number to 25. So that's a rookie. We got some press proofs and a prism silver from that. And we go to Jeff Neal. And we've got a teal number to 25. We've got an orange prism number to 99. There's a couple of scratches on that. It didn't come out of the pack really well on that one. Um and, you know blue wave. Throw that in there as well. See some of the others we have left. Uh, Dean Thomas, Blue Hollow Laser. And we've got two from Jared Cannoneer. Got a Blue Hollow Laser. Those are numbered to 49. The red is numbered to 75. So both of those. We got some Jared Cannoneer left in there. And then uh Ruby Wave from last year, Blue Velocity from last year, and even some tops, 2020. Then we finish off our Don Russ with we got a Mike Brown, red hollow laser, Vulcan Ozdemir with the red. We also got a tricolor from Select, silver. We got a Jack Shore, silver, hollow laser, number to 99, Alexander Romanoff, Arena Aldana, also. With a hyper. Magomed Ankulayev, Octagon Royalty. And with that, we can throw in a Silver Prism Rookie, Ankalaev, from 2021. Uh, Blue Velocity, some black from Chronicles from last year. Like I said, just a little, little bit of extra stuff to pick up here and there. Octagon Canvas, Michelle Pereira. And, and uh, Octagon Royalty, uh, Rafael De Sanjos, And a Ruby Wave we can throw in there with that. So let put these back, then we'll get to the prism. So we do have a lot of prism left. So we start with an auto with Randy Brown rookie auto. Throwing the silver with that. This our lowest numbered card left. Uh, Macy Chase on with the octagon prism. So that's a bookend that's numbered eight of eight, as you can see there. And then we got a Ruby Wave we can throw in with that. Uh, a couple of redemptions we're waiting on. Uh, we've got an Israel Adesanya throwback signatures. We've also got an orange and a purple prism that we'll put together and list together when we get that auto in. Uh, we've also got a BJ Penn auto, champion signatures. Red Hollow Laser numbered to 75. Uh, silver Prism of the Hall Monitors, uh, Green Retail, and we've got a lot of BJ Pen cards that we can throw in there. Even some back to 2015 Tops Chronicles. There's a lot of BJ Pen in there, so we'll wait on the auto. Um, I'll tell you about um, the redemptions that we had. We sent off some damaged cards just to see how long that process took. And one of the ones that sent off in July of 2022, I'm actually getting back soon. Um, there's the Anderson Silva Global Icons Shimmer from uh, 22 Select. And they're actually throwing in a Hamzat Chmaev as well. So uh, we'll look forward to getting those sometime this week. Maybe we'll show those on the show next week. Um, so I keep going with the Prism, Pedro Munoz with the Orange those oranges are numbered to 99. Also a Hyper in there. We've got Glover Teixeira with an orange. Mario Bautista, purple and a silver. Jonathan Pierce got a nice little rainbow going. Because we, we had the orange, and if I would have known we were going to have all these others in that case, I might have held on to it. But we sold the orange. But we got a purple, a Ruby Wave, a Hyper, and a Silver. Carla Sparza with a purple and the cracked ice. Got a blue velocity. Some other Carla, even back to 2015 as well. So. And this one's not bad and sneaky. Sneaking good little collection here after considering I've already sold some John Jones this year. Uh, John Jones blue, got a silver tricolor, silver select, then we got the snapshots, um, then the the base select, got a uh, silver dominance as well. So then we got a Cheeto Vera Blue and a Hyper and a Blue Hollow Laser. Got a Dustin Poirier Blue, a Purple Flood from last year, a Silver, and just some extra Poirier cards. Surprisingly, we have this many left um, back to 2020, 2015 because we've sold some Poirier this year and I usually throw in stuff with it. Uh, Yana Kunitskaya better known as Yana Santos these days, uh, Tisha Torres with the blue, Lucas Almeida, we got a few because we got a blue, we've got a Ruby Wave, and then we've got three silver Lucas Almeida rookies. Uh, Saeed jakub Kakramanoff with a red, rookie. we got two Frankie Edgar reds, and these were pulled in back-to-back hobby boxes out of the same case, so it was interesting that we were able to get two of those. We can throw silver in with that. Then we got Jack Hermanson with a red. We've got a hyper, a silver. And we've also got a hyper from last year and a base as well. Then to finish these off. Uh, Dominic Reyes with a red and a tricolor. Piotr Jan, we got a got a few here. Piotr Jan with a red. That's your numbered one. Then you got a silver prism. From last year, the Silver Flux, the Purple Flood, and then we've got some other Piotr Jan in here, going all the way back to 2020 when you got a decade's best from Tops in there. Now our last numbered cars in Prism is a Carol Hosa Red, and also a Jennifer Maya Red, and a Hyper. Let's put these back as well. Now we will get to our Habib Nemeghemetoff collection. Before we do that, let me remind everybody that we've got some card giveaways that we want to do. We want to get our numbers up, and get people subscribing to the show. So we've got some giveaways of John Jones, Jan Blahovitch, Justin Gaethje, Robert Whitaker, Glover Teixeira, Holly Holm, and Misha Tate. All of those come with a numbered card. And they're all about 10 to 20 cards each. Uh, I think John Jones and Holly Holm have the most. They're about 20. Um, And the Misha Tate lot actually has two numbered cards in it. So, like I said, all those have a numbered card. And all you have to do is subscribe to the show. And you're automatically entered to win those lots. And so we may add some at some point. You know, if, um, you know, things keep going well and you know we we find another lot that we want to throw in there we may do that but i want to remind you that we have those coming up you know at some point uh, if we get to the number we we want to get to and also um want to tell everybody that we have complete sets of donruss one through two hundred we've got about five of those we've got a complete set of prism um you know all the all the base cards of Prism, but there is one set of Donruss that we have every single card, not only one through 200, but we've also got all the Rated Rookies and all of the Authority of the Octagon, so one through 225 and one of every insert. So I've got one of those uh, that you know is for sale. So just contact me. We'll give you the the contact information again at the end of the show. You can you know go in the chat box, message me, however you want to get in touch with me and then we'll work something out. So anyway, without further ado, let's get to Habib, and we will start with, you know, we'll go from worst to first. So this is gonna be a lot of a lot of base and, and non-numbered stuff here. So th- this is the throw-in stuff, you know, just the stuff we throw in, um, just from everything. Prism, we got a Hall monitors, dominance all out. We got all those uh, Don Russ from this year retro series origins. My favorite of the of the inserts. Those are in Chronicles, um, Prestige, and we got the luminance dominators. Got the Contenders, with the season ticket series. Uh, we've got the Phoenix and stargazing, and we've got some optic. We've got a bunch of optic actually. Um, go to magicians from Donruss last year. Uh, Prestige going back to 2021. Contenders with a season ticket going back to 2021 as well. Um, got the playoff, and then you got some tops 2020. And going back to Tops Chronicles 2015. So it's kind of our Habib base lot. We'll put those back up later. And then we get to a little more. So we get to a, a hyper prism and a silver. So those are just parallels. Not numbered, but you know better than base cards. And then we get to the real deal. Really nice auto that we have left. Um, so we'll put that right there. Um, but we got a select from this year. This is numbered 249. And we've got a score blue from last year, and this is numbered to So got two numbered cards there, and we've got our one auto left. And so we'll show that one off now, and that is a tools of the trade, numbered fourteen of forty nine. Very nice auto right there. So and the other things I've seen on the, on these tools of the trade cards and I mean maybe a small thing but um, it kinda stands out that I've seen most of them are black on the panels but mine has this one gold panel on it which I think kinda sets it apart a little bit it's kinda cool Um, so anyway number 49 tools of the trade from 21 Chronicles so there you go that's one of the best that we have left Very nice card of Habib. If you're a fan, uh, let me know if you are interested in anything that you've seen on the show. And we can work something out. So, again, thanks for for joining us here on the UFC Fight Cards podcast, where we talk about uh, the most recent fight card. Like I said, we we did an instant reaction tonight, trying something a little bit different. And I hope that's what we're going to be doing going forward. That's what we're going to try to do, is be on here Saturday night, Right after the fights end, and just give an instant reaction and you know not not get caught in a lot of other people's nonsense uh, about about the fights and how they went. So uh, nice performance tonight by GL10 Almeida. Uh, so his stock is rising again in the heavyweight division, and we'll see what's up next for him. So next week, we will recap UFC two ninety five. So looking forward to that. And hope you are looking forward to, to that next weekend with a huge card coming up, and both these next pay-per-views are just going to be phenomenal. So uh, we'll talk about them right here, and we'll you know keep going through some other cards. And we'll we'll find something else to go through next week. So like I said, appreciate you being here. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends to subscribe, and we upload the audio right after the show. So we will be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Audible, wherever you get your podcast. Right after the show. Uh, Sometimes it may take a a few hours Some of the the platforms Make you wait a little bit longer But uh, we throw it up there as soon as the show's over So some places you can get it immediately But yeah Anyway, thanks for for joining us tonight I'm Russ Renault And we will see you next week on the UFC Fight Cards Podcast And we thank you for for joining us here On the Instant Reaction And we will see you again next week Right here on YouTube And the UFC Fight Cards Podcast Presented by Orange Fire Media I'm Russ Renault. Everybody have a great night, and we'll see you again next time.